people think that like wine, you evolve, you get better as you get older. Oh, somehow I'll just end up making another 50 grand next year and I'll end up making more money and I'll be better. And whatever I used to believe, I won't believe anymore and I'll evolve. But that, that doesn't happen unless you're intentional about it. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. If you want to get better, get stronger, live healthier, and go from average to excellence, then simplicity is the name of the game. In today's Smart Nutrition Made Simple show, I have the pleasure of chatting with Jay Ferrugia. Jay is a highly respected fitness expert, author, speaker, and entrepreneur with nearly three decades of experience in the health and fitness industry. He's the founder of Renegade Fitness, a world-renowned gym in New Jersey, and is an advisor to such top publications as Men's Health, Men's Fitness, and Live Strong. Jay trains professional athletes, Hollywood celebrities, Fortune 500 CEOs, hard-charging men looking to get jacked, ripped, and healthy AF. His mission is to help people become their best selves, both inside and out, and to live a life of purpose, of passion, and fulfillment by following a no-nonsense, back-to-basics approach to training, to nutrition, and personal development with a focus on simplicity, on discipline, and consistency. In this episode, we talk about Jay's own personal developmental journey, the training, the nutrition, and the mindset habits that help his clients become their best selves, why people don't get in shape despite access to unlimited resources. We talk about the biggest limiting beliefs for anyone wanting to make change, the importance of having coaches and mentors and surrounding yourself with the right people, why you need to challenge yourself and get outside of your comfort zone. We talk about the power of routine and rules and why you need to prioritize yourself in order to help other people and more. If there is one thing I hope you can take away from this podcast, it's that the simplest solutions are often the best solutions. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jay. Jay Ferrugia, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show. How you doing, brother? What's up, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude, it's an absolute privilege and honor to have you on the show. Um, definitely a fan. Jay, uh, you've been coaching for a long time now, and um, I'm excited for the opportunity just to kind of dive in and, and glean some of your wisdom, knowledge, and, and insights on the coaching industry, on nutrition and fitness and health. Tell us a little bit about your business as it stands like what what exactly is it that you guys do right now so i started in 94 started training people started one of the first underground warehouse style gyms trained athletes for 15 years high school college pro guys uh, then went on to write for every magazine have my own column men's fitness for 10 years became the chief training advisor of the magazine uh, i was one of the first people to put out uh self-publish my own training programs ebooks in 2003 ongoing you know monthly membership stuff in 2009 so we did that for years. I, was, I spent 15 years, 12 hours a day on the gym floor, grinding, training people. And then it kind of evolved into where we're at nowadays, where it was a little bit of a blend. Like I moved from Jersey to Cali to kind of reinvent myself and uh, eliminate some self-limiting beliefs and false narratives and just kind of grow more than I had. And so I, 
I went through this whole personal development journey. So I incorporated that a lot of like more mindset and discipline and personal development stuff into what we do now. So it's still like fitness based, right? Like it's training, nutrition, but there's a lot of mindset habits. It's men. So it's, you know, some masculinity and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And so, so, so that's kind of what we do. You know, I've been doing the podcast for like nine years now. Uh, do a lot of my own events, speak at a lot of events. It's it, it's a bunch of different stuff, but it's all you know under the umbrella of helping people get better, helping people get stronger inside and out. You know, just becoming their best selves. Yeah, man. You said you you moved. You were trying to shift limiting beliefs. How has that infused into your coaching, and how important is that process for those men looking to create change in their life? You well, know, I mean. Like the answers to everything are out there everywhere for free. But why just, you know, why don't people get anywhere? Why don't people get in shape? Why don't people, right. you know, leave a job they hate or make the amount of money they want or live where they want or have the relationships they want? So it's, it's, not, it's not a lack of information. Nobody needs more information. It's a lack of implementation. It's a lack of confidence in yourself. It's insecurity. It's those self-limiting beliefs. It's how you were raised. And you got to, people think that, like wine, you evolve, you get better as you get older. Oh, somehow I'll just end up making enough, mm. another 50 grand next year and I'll end up making more money and I'll be better. And uh, whatever I used to believe, I won't believe anymore and I'll evolve. But that, that doesn't happen unless you're intentional about it. I mean, we all know people, it might even be your dad, whoever, like who are in their late 60s, 70s, 80s, who are the same way they were in 1982. Or you know what I mean? Like they just chose not to. And we know a lot of people who are evolving every day because they chose to do the work. They choose to wake up and be better and challenge themselves and get uncomfortable and challenge like, you know, my worldview. What, what, why do I think of things like this? Why do I see things like this? What did my mom and dad tell me or not tell me? Or, you know, what love did they not give me when I was a kid or, or whatever it is, right? And so if you don't challenge those things, you're always kind of stuck in that box. Um, so I think you got to do the work. And then also, I just realized that so, so many of the people who don't get where they want it's really fucking easy. It's like all the things I just said. And that as a coach, it's my job, not necessarily to be your friend, although I do end up becoming like, you know, lifelong friends with a lot of my clients, it's to challenge you and be like, Ben, you're fucking up. Like, why'd you do this? Why didn't you do that? Like, no. Uh, so some guys will come to me and, you know, they'll, they'll maybe meet me in a certain, like maybe I come off stage speaking and they see me one way and then they become a client. Like, whoa, this guy's fucking serious. I'm like, yeah, but bro, that's what you're paying me for. Like, you're not paying oh, me. Really? like, great. You ate cheesecake and uh, slept in, you know, it's like, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm just rambling out of time. I don't even remember the original. No, 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 no. You're good. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. It definitely lends itself to like, it's so much deeper than eat these macros and do these lifts in the gym. Right. Because like you said, it's like you turn anywhere you look, we've got plans in place. People are implementing these things to some degree or not, not getting results. So where's the disconnect? What is it that's actually going to move the needle? And invariably, we all have these limiting factors that are holding us back that have to do with self-beliefs, growth, challenging ourselves, preconceived, you know, emotional stuff, whatever. So what do you see as like the some of the biggest limiting beliefs for guys that say that they want anyone that says that they want to make change and aren't making change like who who doesn't have vices right like we, everyone has vices everyone has i mean totally. you know depending on how you grew up like i grew up with with addiction and uh, alcoholism and and uh, overeating and gambling and womanizing and this that and the other thing like so and maybe you have more of that maybe you have less of that but we all have something like we all have uh moments of weakness or laziness we're like oh i'll just you know take this reward or whatever because i had a hard day so we kind of default to that. And, and, and then, then you just realize, like, I, I forget, I, I think it's called like the Zygnaric effect or something. Like when you, when you had 
someone mentions something to you, like let's say I mentioned to you uh, like a certain type of car and you never heard of it. Now tomorrow you'll see that car every day, right? Like some yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's like when someone holds up that mirror to you or you maybe read a book or listen to a pie or something, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm doing that. Then all of a sudden you notice it right? and you become aware. So then you can yeah, consciously right. start to like eliminate those weak behaviors or stop making those excuses. Like if I look back at myself 10 years ago or 20 years ago, I was like, geez, I was doing all that weak stuff and making all those, you know, like, like you label yourself too, right? You, you go, well, I'm a fat Italian. I grew up and my, my grandmother was cooking lasagna 24-7 and everyone was always eating. And, and you know, my uncles and grandfathers ate themselves to death. So it, that's just who I am. Like I'm going to eat chicken. Yeah, farm, well, or type right? 2 diabetes is genetic, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It runs in your family. I heard someone say something the other day. It was like, uh, no, it doesn't run in your family. No one runs in your family. That's why. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. It was, so what were some of the things that in your process of changing your limiting beliefs, like what are some of the steps that you took to create more awareness, to challenge yourself, to start showing up in a bigger, better, different way that has kind of propelled you in the direction um, that you're on now? Yeah, so 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 like I said, I, le I left Jersey and I went to Cali. Like like business was good at the time. Uh, I was leaving the brick and mortar behind, but I had already established a, a really successful online business for years, so it wasn't a huge risk. Um, and I went there really the, the first year or two. My 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 sole intention was okay. I'm going to back off on learning more about fitness, learning more about business. It's just like um, every book I read is going to be on personal development, and everything I do is going to okay. be about growing and personal development and mindset. And I'm going to challenge myself because. For the, the you know the, uh, the previous fifteen years in the gym, I was good. Like every year, I got better. And if there's 12, 15 athletes in there, I'm in my thousand square foot space. And eventually, we we grew to a sixteen hundred square foot space. But it's my space, and I'm good. But I still couldn't go out to dinner with more than five or six people, and certainly more than four people that I didn't know, and not just kind of shrink down and always mm -hmm. be that shy, insecure person. The glass is the glass is half empty. Like just the way I was raised, and I, and I said that like, oh, that's just who I've always been. That's how my family is. That's how I was raised. So I wanted to challenge that. So I started taking speaking classes, taking stand-up classes, taking improv at Second City. And I got, I got to LA knowing three people. And now if I scrolled through my phone and, and showed you the numbers of people in LA, it would take like the rest of this podcast. Like it's everybody. Like they used to call me like the mayor of Santa Monica. But I, I intentionally did that. I went out every day like, how can I meet more people? How can I serve more people? How can I get over my, you know, social awkwardness and my shyness and just just leave the house every day with like, who can I make feel better? How can I engage people? How can I, you know, start a conversation, give a compliment, do all the things that would not come naturally to me. And, and that really changed my life. And then once I saw like, all the things that were holding me back, like, man, pro probably everyone's dealing with some level of that, you know, so like, and, and for a while, I went so much into the personal development stuff that fitness was kind of like on a back burner. And now it's kind of like a blend of both, because I feel like fitness is a huge part of personal development. So I feel like I've kind of meshed them together now, where it's, uh, I feel like it's kind of a perfect combo. What role has having coaches played in the development of those skills? You know, and, and obviously, like, what do you see as far as yourself? But obviously, it, it permeates over to your clients and their results having you as a coach or a coach having, co right? The importance of having coaches, period. You got to have coaches. You got to have mentors. You got to surround yourself with the right people. I mean, how you do life is largely dictated by who you do life with, whether that's, you know, close friends or coaches that you hire, whatever it might be, mastermind groups you join. So I did all that when I, when I, when I first got out there, like I was going to those groups, I was going to those meetings, 
Uh, I would even go on meetup.com and just go locally, like where I thought like, okay, high level people will be at this thing. Let's just go to it and interact and see who I could meet and just put myself out there. And it really does change you because that was one of the things that I had in mind too when I left Jersey was like, I didn't know it until I knew it. But all of a sudden I, I had this awakening. I was like, and everyone around me is kind of like complaining, gossiping, negative. It must be nice. Uh, uh, you know, the man's holding me back, whatever, whatever it was, right? And I was like, I don't want to be around those kind of people. I don't want to be that kind of person anymore. So I had to proactively get around the kind of people I want to be around. And, you know, then I surrounded myself. Like, like Bedros Koulian, I'm sure you probably know B, is one of my closest friends. And I proactively did that. Like we happened to meet at a charity event, hit it off flew back to LA. And usually, you know how things like that work. Yeah, we should connect. And it's like, peace, you never hang out. But I, again, I was cultivating that. I was proactive in that. I said, dude, let's go to this concert. Let's go to this game. Let's go here. Let's go. And then we became best friends. And we hung out like every week uh, for the next 10 years. And I, I did that with, with plenty of people, but like high level people, right? And as soon as someone is, uh, you know, low energy, low vibration, low frequency, negative, complaining, uh, I, I'm done with them. I can't even, I can't even be near that kind of person. Mm. Like that, that's kryptonite to me. So just, just yeah. seeking out those people. And, and so I was fortunate enough to have a lot of people that are really respected high-level coaches as my close friends, which is great. But then I also invested and went, went, went to, you know, all those. Like going to Second City, like having the teachers there. My, my friend Rich Baker is a teacher at Second City, and he's a fantastic comedian, improv. Like to this day, he's a good friend of mine. But Rich was super impactful in my life because he helped me get out of my comfort zone. I hired Roger Love, who was the world's greatest vocal coach. So he... He coaches Tony Robbins, Bo Eason, any speaker you could think of, but also like Eminem, Steven Tyler, Christina Aguilera. So I spent like 30 grand working with him and, um, you know, just one thing after another. And, and you got to do that. Like the most successful people I know are constantly going to those kinds of things, going to mastermind groups, investing in coaching. It, it's, it's, a, it's a game changer. And I think also if you're a coach, which I would imagine you have, you know, in, in the audience, coaches, trainers, you know, you know nutrition, whatever. If you're a coach and you're not investing in coaching all the time, you're self-sabotaging your own business because in a weird way, you're telling the universe you don't believe in what you're selling. You should always be investing in coaching and, 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 and coaching where it's like, oh, fuck, that's a lot of money. Like if you want to charge a lot of money, you better be able to pay a lot of money for coaching, you know, so it helps you level up in so many ways. Yeah, man, that's super profound and, and definitely something that resonates with me as a product of coaches and mentors throughout my, my career. And it's funny because every time I found that things are starting to stagnate. I also see the correlation around I'm not being challenged personally in, in areas of my life. Maybe I'm in between coaches at the time, whether it's the dude who's writing my programs or doing my nutrition or business coach at the time. And it, it, it really just trickles down into business. And it's remarkable how that happens. I think that a lot of guys that we work with, they're very driven to excel in in a myriad of areas in their life and oftentimes they find that you know they they hit their 40s and it's like fuck i'm so quote unquote successful and then they look in the mirror and they're like but i certainly don't feel like i i look like i'm rep representing the, the level of success or excellence that i want to be upholding which you know begs the question around why they haven't taken the step to surround themselves with one the right type of people and two actually finding some mentors in that space. And, and so I guess, you know, when we talk about that level of mentorship, what's the conversation with people that are looking to make change in their life? And, you know, they look around and they say, well, who am I surrounding myself with? Mm -hmm. How am I being challenged? How am I acknowledging 
what it is that I don't know, right? You said like, you need to establish awareness around it. And, yeah. and what I think is, it's the things that we rationalize that are actually holding us back, right? Yeah. So how do you challenge your clients to step up and step into the things that we know are going to make change that aren't necessarily just like the X's and O's of nutrition? Years ago, I used to be like, how could people not be obsessed with training the way you, know, you and I are, right? <laughs> Like right. it's, it's, it's the highlight of my day. Like, like I, and I, and I couldn't really get it, but then, you know, one of the things I, I I've kind of reframed is, and this goes across the board for, for everything you do to better yourself is like, sometimes people come to me, Oh, I can't make that time. I, I got to spend time with my wife, my kids and do this. I don't have the time to do that. And I, I'm working too much. And I don't have the time to do that. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I guess I, I don't know. I don't have five kids and, and you know, like maybe they're right. So how am I going to argue with them? But then I realized it was just bullshit. It was nonsense. So you have to be selfish. It's like, that's why when the plane is going, if they say the plane's going to go down, put your mask on first, right? It's like a cliche, but if you don't take care of yourself first, and that was what I kind of realized was like, I came from more of a uh, people pleasing, like Mr. Nice guy. Like that's what I was. So I would always say yes. And you're like, be a yes man, shit like that. Because I didn't want people not to like me and I didn't want to seem selfish and this and that. I was like, oh, that's totally backwards. That has that's mm. not even in the realms of reality, right? Like I gotta get up, do my shit, take care of myself. And obviously training's part of that, eating well is part of that, but it's other things, like whatever I need to do. So like it doesn't matter what's going on, nothing gets scheduled before 10. Like even if you were like, hey Jay, I actually pay a million bucks. I was like, no, 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 no. I can't I can't do anything before 10. The Rock's in town. Michael Jordan wants to play one-on-one. -on -one. I ain't doing it before 10. Like, you got to have those, you know, rules for your life and the, the things like that. So, like, that makes me feel better. Because if I don't get the shit I need done between 6 and 10, then I'll be, I won't be good on this podcast for you. I won't be good for my wife. I won't be good for my friends. I won't be able to take care of people, right? And Kobe Bryant said the most important thing is to inspire people, you know, so that they can be great. So, like, it's not 100% selfish. It's like you're becoming your best self for everybody else. Right? People are like, oh, you're, you're selfish that you just make your own meals all day and you uh, train, you know, whatever. It's like, no, 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 dude, you're doing that so you could be better, so you could help other people. Like, if there's things you mm -hmm. want to achieve in life, you have to take care of yourself. Like, people are like, oh, I don't have time. I'll just get fast food. It's like, okay, great. You're super unhealthy now. You're going to die. You're not going to be able to take care of your kids. Or you're always going to feel like shit. Your health's going to be a mess. Like, all these things that people have this crazy list of excuses, like, you got to reframe it. It's all bullshit. So take care of yourself. And for me, taking care of myself means, you know, getting up at that time, doing a quick like little meditation mindset thing, reading. And this isn't like one of those two hour morning routines. It's literally like 15, 20 minutes. I get all this done. Then I got to do my block of work. Then I train at a certain time. I have to do those things selfishly, if you want to call it that. And then I could be my best self and I could make more of an impact in the world and be better for other people, you know? Let's dive into the the power of routine a little bit because you know what you're saying is is so salient around by virtue of us prioritizing ourselves, right? Taking care of our training, take care of our nutrition. We see how it affects and positively impacts other areas of your life. I'm confident that you have clients that by virtue of them getting healthier, getting leaner, getting stronger, it improved their marriage, it improved their relationships with their kids, oh, their yeah. business started to do better. Yeah. Like it can't not right. carry right. over because right. you are, then you learn how to be more focused in those other areas. You learn how to effectively prioritize through this nutrition and fitness process. Part of prioritizing yourself is having established routines in place. And I'm glad that you mentioned like, 
we don't need to have this ridiculous morning routine, but, but I am curious, you know, whether you want to talk about your routine or just the general routines that you found to be successful, um, for our listeners. So, uh, the things that I do are what I first, like music is everything to me. Like I'm obsessed with music. If I had to choose between listening to music and training for the rest of my life, it'd be a really hard choice. I would train just for health and longevity, but it's, it's very close. So, uh, I have a, pump, a morning pump up playlist and I play it every day when I first wake up and I'm playing it, you know, while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm making coffee, whatever, because every day I'm reprogramming that little kid who thought he was the worst and he was shy and insecure and hated himself to believe like I'm superhuman now, like I'm the world's greatest, right? Like, so I'm listening to hip hop, like can't nobody stop me and, you know, songs by Eminem and Royce and uh, Black Thought and all these things. Like I even have the Superman theme song on there. I have, I have a tiger from Rocky on there. And it's just playing. I'm like, yo, I can't be stopped. And I'll write some shit like that, right? Like, I'm the most this and I'm the best that. Like, I just I just do that in my journal every day and a couple goals I want to achieve. And then I'll write the names of five names of people that I'm grateful for. So, again, it's super fast, super easy. Uh, and then I'll read something from the uh, – just read one passage from the Tao Te Ching. I like the uh, – for anyone who's interested, uh, the, the Stephen Mitchell interpretation is the best one, I think. We get caught up reading a lot of like business and self-help books but like timeless yeah. wisdom from like hundreds of, you know thousands of years ago is i think is awesome so stuff like that and then uh and then i'm just working then i just have my, my most important task for the day whatever it is and i used to always fall victim to probably default to it once in a blue moon then i got checked myself where you have a, a to-do list of 78 things and it's like yeah you're not getting any of those done okay. so i try to keep it five things i think like the most you can do to really move the needle is, is like maybe in three things like five things in a day to really crush and really move forward and then either automate, delegate, or eliminate the other stuff. That's why oh, me personally, I always have to be rereading books like Essentialism, The One Thing, The 80-20 yeah. Principle, anything on minimalism, simplicity, Thoreau, whatever it might be, right? And then um, I, I love stoicism, stuff like that too. So uh, so just reading some stuff like that and then uh, then just crushing my, my most important task, making sure I'm, I'm, I'm you know not being distracted, focusing, and then... Uh, you know, obviously I'm eating healthy throughout the day and uh, training. And, and I do think that that builds your confidence too, which a lot of people, like for me, I always ate healthy most of the time, but I'm still eat shit way more than I should probably every night, right? Like every night's dessert. And like I said, I would justify that. Be like, oh, I'm big. I'm strong. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm training hard. I'm, I'm a fat Italian, whatever. It's, I'm a foodie, like all those things, right? But like now I see how it does improve your self-confidence when you get to the end of the day and like, Oh man, I'd love to have that pint of ice cream. And the reality is I'll wake up the next morning and I'll look the exact same or I'll look leaner if I have the pint of ice cream, but it's more the discipline and the challenge. Like, okay, I did it. That's great. And I do see how that does really improve your self-esteem and your confidence when you're like, I'm doing the hard things. Like we hear like almost cliche. We hear, oh, you should do, do hard things. You should push yourself out of your comfort zone. So some people are like, well, what does that mean? Like, I'm not going to swim with sharks on a daily basis. I'm not going to go uh, fight Mike Tyson on a daily basis, right? But the hardest thing, and I'm sure you would agree, the hardest thing anyone can do on a daily basis is control what they put in their mouth. Like, it's a really, really hard thing to do. Like, we're bombarded every day with ads everywhere for junk food, junk food, junk food. Like, if you watch sports, I think every commercial is either fast food, beer, candy, uh, or drugs, you know, prescription drugs. But it's like, it's all those things that everyone around you is not like you and I. Like you go out in the world, everyone's eating junk food. So that's mentally, that's a really tough challenge. So if you want to challenge yourself, like you don't have to do one of those retreats where you go in darkness for seven days, like just get to the end of the day 
and don't eat shit. That's pretty hard. And if you could string up five, six days in a row, and then if let's say you want to earn a cheat meal on Saturday night. But what I find happens with myself and clients is what it's like like Jerry Seinfeld talks about. He he opens up the calendar and he checks every day that he writes, right? Like every day he writes jokes, he checks, and then once you see that string of of, of check marks on the calendar, you don't want right. to break it. I had never gone except four times what I would do with 30-day paleo AIP, and then maybe I extend that to six weeks. In my whole life, I'd never gone more than six weeks without having dessert. And generally, outside of those times, it was no more than five to six days. And so a year, was a year or two ago, I said, all right, let me see if I can go 90 days. And I, I got to 90 days. I was like, there's no way I'm breaking this. So I did another 90 days. And then I, I got to a year of no sweets, which is great. Like I went through the holidays, everything. And I was like, at this point, am I ever going to eat sweets again? And I go, ah, you know what? Like, let me right. do it when it's the right occasion with the right people. And then, and then the funny thing is the day I did it, I was, I, on the way home, I said to my wife, I was like, ah, I wish I didn't even do that. You know? Hey, friends, quick pause in this episode for an exciting announcement. I'm thrilled to let you know that we've officially partnered with Fullscript to create our own very high-end quality supplement store. Fullscript is the number one online dispensary for professional-grade supplements. And while we do have our own small retail shop for our Complete Essentials training formula, we're often asked for recommendations when it comes to products outside of those that we carry. Now, as you probably have realized, the internet is the Wild West when it comes to supplements, and it's tough to find many of the best products from a reliable source and at an affordable price. I've heard many stories of people ordering something off Amazon and receive something completely different in the bottle, which can actually be quite dangerous when it comes to nutritional supplements. And so in the BSL Nutrition Fullscript Dispensary, we've hand-selected a few dozen of our personal favorites, and we've broken them into easily searchable categories, including Ben's favorites. Now, the best part of this situation is that due to the buying power of groups, we're able to get you a 15% off retail pricing on the entire catalog of professional products in our shop. These are brands like Designs for Health, Biotics, Research, Biobotanical Research, Microbiome Labs, Seeking Health, and more. So just click on the Join BSL Nutrition Supplement Shop in the show notes to create your free account and place your first order. Orders over $50 receive free shipping on top of our 15% discount on everything. And just so you know, the criteria we use to determine what went into the shop is, is the product something we would recommend and or take ourselves and give to our kids? Is the product of the highest quality? And can we provide a lower cost than is available anywhere else on the web? Now, we sincerely hope this helps you save money and acquire the highest quality products for you and your family. And let's get back to the show. The thing that I think is is interesting and and perhaps relevant for for the listeners with with how you just kind of laid out all of the things that you do because I think for maybe the vast majority of people that might seem kind of overwhelming. Like most people don't really know what it means to eat healthy or put together three meals and of of meat and vegetables or not eat dessert for multiple days or not drink alcohol for ninety days or whatever it is, right? So you know what I think when we talk about establishing this level of discomfort, you're dead, dead on like, dude, do we have to do a fucking ice bath every day to like right, right. be healthier, yeah. you know, or like, I don't want to do that. I, I don't know. Like, I just don't want to, I don't care how good it is for me. 
screw that. Like, I'm not going to do that. But challenge me to like, not check my phone until 10 a.m. Challenge me to to accumulate 5,000 steps before 10 a.m. Challenge me to push my coffee back till I've drink in a little bit of water or had a meal. Challenge me to go to bed before 10 p.m. or not spend all night just watching TV and eating junk to wake up at a random time. And I, I just feel like people are all over the place. Like there's literally no routine in place other than the non-negotiables of like, yeah, Monday through Friday, I have to be at work or online at 8 a.m., right? That's what I was going to say is everybody has structure and rules for work. And we have like, if you play sports, obviously there's rules. If you go out in the world, there's, there's rules, there's laws you can't break. Right. And that's how society works. That's how things work. Like you, you, you wouldn't make any money if you didn't have any kind of structure or rules for your business, whether you work for somebody else or you have your own business. It's almost common sense to be like, oh yeah, why don't I have those for my life? Everything in my life could be so exactly. much better if I, if I implemented those rules. And you don't have to start like a maniac. Like maybe just come up with three rules. And it doesn't have right. to be ultra strict. Maybe it's as simple as I only drink once a week and I allow myself three drinks. And that's a limit. And just see how that goes for the next six weeks. And that might be great. Yeah. Because then like when you have the rules, you don't want to break them. And again, every time you kind of you know string along those victories, it's like, oh, I want to keep going with this. So maybe it's as simple as I go to bed at 10, not 10.03, not 10.15, not like, oh, this episode of Yellowstone's so good, I got to watch another one. It's like, just have those strict rules. You don't have to live like a Spartan. You don't have to do anything <clears throat> crazy. Just try something that's a little bit of a stretch. It's a little bit uncomfortable for you. And then you just start to feel better because you're like, yeah, why am I living without the, this structure or this discipline? Because you know, structure and discipline is, is what really does equal freedom. Like I've never worked for anybody, so people always say, Oh man, that's got to be great. I would love that freedom. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's absolute chaos and hell. Correct. If you don't <laughs> build some structure and rules Correct. and discipline in, you're not ready for it. Like, you got to be ready for it. It's not what you think. It's going to be worse. You're going to want to go yeah. back to working for somebody else immediately if you don't. No get shit. Really yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to go from working eight or 10 hours a week a day to 24. You know? <laughs> Amen to that. I, I, uh, <laughs> It's funny you brought that up. I turned to my wife because my wife and I, you know, she she helps in the business and we work right next to each other. And you know how it is on a daily basis. It's always just this undulating fucking roller coaster. And I turned to her yesterday at some point. I was like, I want to go back to 16 years old working for Handyman Express, not giving a shit about anything, yeah. you know, like just going out and repairing decks and construction <laughs> and manual labor. And I don't have to worry about people, whatever. But at the end of the day, it, you know, I'm with you, like I'm unemployable and, yeah. you know, we obviously have a tremendous amount of freedom. Should we put the right pieces in place yeah. to be able to do that? So I love that you brought up, you know, routines and rules. And I think if most people could assign the same level of, of responsibility that they delegate to their workplace, like, look how much you could accomplish. And that's where perhaps the biggest misconception around when guys kind of come in to our pipeline to to start working together is the preconceived notions that they're going to hit the ground running like tell me everything i need to start doing let's add all of this shit onto my plate when i'm already have no you know routine and am all over the place you know what's your perception of that in terms of like the initial stages of the busy executive getting started or just the middle aged dude with a couple kids that again, finally looks in the mirror and they're like, I do not 
like what I see, I want to do better. Where do you usually find them starting out? Creating simple rules first, like I said, right? Like just going a little, going to bed a little bit earlier, uh, limiting the drinks and you don't have to cut out dessert. Like if you like dessert, I mean, you can get ripped eating every, every night of the year, you could have dessert, you know? So I don't go any, I don't, I don't believe in doing anything crazy unless someone's like, that's what I really need right now. That's what I really want right now. Uh, you make it work for the individual. I mean, so if you're like, I've had plenty of people who they just want to have a protein shake and like chicken and vegetables during the day. And then they're going to go to Peter Luger's or fancy steakhouse and eat steak and cheesecake at night and still get jacked and ripped. And that's, you could totally do that, you know, but you got to obviously, you know, have some, some structure there and some, some macros that you're following. Uh, so I, I like to make it simple for the average person, but if you're going to come work with me and pay me, I don't, I, I also think you got to, as a coach, know who you want to work with and what your deal is now. Otherwise you don't even really have a business. You just have a job forever. And I've been coaching since 1994. So you got to make it. So what I do is like, I can get on these things and speak to the average person who wants to do that, but you're not, I'm not your guy for coaching. Like my guys are people who are, they're hard charging type A guys. They're successful and they have trained for a while. They have eaten fairly healthy for a while, but they're just, you know, they're not where they're nowhere near or somewhat near, but where they need to be. Yeah. That's who I want to work with. And, and that's, I think that's a good lesson for coaches too, is like be clear about who you're working with. Like I'm definitely not 30 years in the game. I don't want to work with a beginner. Work with, like I said, a guy who's experienced, who's training. Yeah. He, he sees that I could take all his shit to the next level, you know? How have your coaching style priorities around nutrition and training shifted for your clients as you've evolved through the industry, you know, over 25 plus years? I've definitely simplified everything. I think everyone goes through this as whatever type of coach you are at the beginning. It's almost like the Bruce Lee thing, right? Where he says like, at the beginning, yeah. a punch is just a punch and a kick is just a kick. And then you learn everything and everything's like, there's a million different options. And at the end, when you reach true mastery, you realize that a punch was just a kick, a punch is just a punch and a kick is just a kick. Yeah. So it's like at the beginning, you're trying everything under the sun and you might be doing that for 10 or 15, 20 years, you know? And you also want to impress your clients with all the knowledge that you have and you make things way too complicated and you give them a lot of shit, right? It's like, oh, Ben just gave me a bunch of money, so I'm going to have him do 85 fucking different things this week, and he's going to be blown away. We're going to change his training every week, and he's going to be doing all this crazy dieting and stuff like that. It's like, no, 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 no. That's the exact opposite of what he knew. So my programs are way more simple than they used to be. And I also used to think, well, people are paying me this amount of money. I need to entertain them. No, 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 not that either. So it's super simple. It's super basic. It's consistent. There's not a lot of variety. Nutrition, super simple, super basic, not a lot of variety. Now, with some of my advanced guys, I'll have them eat the same shit over and over and over again. Uh, macros are, are very consistent, but when they get down to, you know, if they're getting close to single digit body fat or something, then we'll definitely do some calorie and carb cycling and stuff like that. But that's about as fancy as I'll get with it. So it's really just, yep. you know, doing the mundane things over and over and over again and just mastery, just, just an approach to mastery of simplicity. And it's more extraction rather than addition right it's just like what can we hack out like if you start with me and yep. it's like what could we hack out what can we hack out let's look at your training half of it is shit let's throw it in the garbage let's look at your nutrition how do we simplify it here's a simple list of foods and then just just lifestyle stuff people are like like you said earlier they're like i should do an ice bath and a sauna and a red light and i sun my balls and do this and that and the other thing it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, let's just do a few things like for 99 percent of the people on the planet they could lose their minds listening to all those biohacking podcasts and all that shit all day 
where it's like, bro, if you just train, like if you strength train and do cardio, you're going to reduce your risk. Like everyone's like, oh, I, I got to change the underwear. It's like, yeah, maybe, but like just strength train and do cardio and you'll reduce your risk for like every disease under the sun greatly. I don't know what percentage, but like, and then from there, if you eat healthy food and not as healthy as I eat, just like don't eat shit. And then if you prioritize sleep, then you then all like the red light, the blue light blockers and all this, like, yeah, okay, maybe that, that'll add five days to your life or something, you know, <laughs> like, but like get the big rocks and keep it super simple and don't over. And if you're good with that, be good with that. Never buy a red light thing. Like who even cares? You know, just simplify it. Having been in LA, I bet it was not infrequent for you to see uh, a myriad of the biohackers preaching all of their biohacks, you know, during the sure, week yeah, and, and then out, yeah. out partying on the weekends, right? Because well, I have. The, the biohacking guys love some drugs. <laughs> they party. They party. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm not uh, judging. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, it's just our industry, man. It's just like you see all of this stuff. And, and that's what I, I really, I'm, I'm glad, you know, and, and that's what I was excited about having you on is just because you keep it real. And I keep it real and everyone knows, you know, who listens to this podcast is like, I'm not going to bullshit you, but I'm always coming back to the simplicity of this game. It's like, listen, just put some skills in motion, build some, some behaviors and, and execute and figure out what you need to do to execute consistently and build on that. And don't think that, you know, the ice bath or the blue light blocking glasses is going to make a big difference if you're drinking alcohol every single day or every weekend or whatever. So, you know, with that said, and, and I'll start to wrap it up here, but I guess what are some of the things having been around as long as you have or the state of the industry right now? Like, what are some of the things that are frustrating for you and perhaps the direction that the industry is going? Nothing. I don't care. Awesome. <laughs> I think that's actually a great answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I only want to focus on what, what I think is the right thing and what my clients should do, and that's it. Because then if, if I get caught up on all of that stuff, I could easily be susceptible to being like, oh, I should do 86 by hell hacks a day and all that too. And I have a lot of that stuff because a lot of those guys are my friends, right? So they'll have me ordering all that stuff. And, and then it's in the closet two weeks later, you know? Uh, but, but that said, I, I do own a sauna. I'm in the sauna five, five days a week. Yeah, I own a sauna. Um, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's about it. But like, I try not to get caught up in the trends and... Uh, so I, yeah, I, I don't really want to know that much about what everyone's doing. I just want to, you know, do my thing, Love it. keep it simple. And and then again, back to like, what were people doing a hundred years ago? What were people doing a thousand years ago? Well, like like what's timeless stuff, right? Like that's that's probably more important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, eating whole food, moving heavy shit. Yeah, probably moving exactly. a lot. For anyone listening, the best form of exercise for most people. Obviously, I think strength training is the best, but like just walk. You know, just walk. Right. That's what we did. Uh, that's how we, you know, the revolution, we walked. We just walked all day. So just start walking. That's the easiest thing. It really is. And yeah, I mean, I think that for people listening, it's like, oh, that sounds too simple or it's not going to make that big of a difference, but yet you're not doing anything, right? I guarantee, like, if you just increased your movement, your walking and doubled your, your walking right now, doubled your walking on a daily basis, you're going to see significant and feel significant results. 
do nothing else. Exactly. Yeah. It's so simple. You're going to be leaner. You're going to feel better. You're probably going to sleep better. And then if you sleep better, everything else improves. So it's like, yep, that's the way it goes. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this. So if you had to do it all over again, with respect to your fitness and nutrition journey, is there anything that you would have done differently? I mean, sure. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Like I, I wish I trained the way I train now back then. I wish I ate the way, like you look back, you're like, Oh God, why did I train like that? You know, wasted well, yeah, just give me an example. Like what were you doing back then that you would look at now and be like, that was fucking stupid. I think, you know, there, there was that long stretch of period for probably 10 or 12 years where I was just obsessed with powerlifting and West side and, and 52 Got weeks it. here, I'm doing crazy heavy one rep maxes. Uh, which is insane it. amounts of weight. I'm hitting smelling salts before every set and I'm like breaking <laughs> stuff over my head. And so, of course, I'm always getting injured. My shoulder was injured. My back was injured. My knees were injured. So I felt, you know, I, I put a lot of wear and tear on myself for no reason at all during that time. You know, I was vegan for a couple of years. I was vegetarian for a couple of years. That was a waste. Um, I, oh God. I mean, and then you think back to like the seafood diet because I was, and I don't, I don't think I would have gone from 147 to 230 if I just tried eating clean. Like I was eating a lot of shit, but I, I could have eaten cleaner, uh, way cleaner junk food. Like I was eating a lot of fast food during those days and things like that. You know, things that are, that are stupid like that. And, and ju just simplified it, you know, more the way, the way things are now. I love it. Where can people find out more about you, your business, training, what have you? Yeah, if you just go to j.fit, J-A-Y.fit, on Instagram, I'm at Jake Ferugia, Renegade Strength Show is the podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, all the platforms. Awesome, man. Jay, thank you so much for your time. Brother, really, really thank appreciate you. it. Uh, bring the fire, and um, we'll chat soon. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 